0: Dominic,
1: congrats on the victory. Just got a question for you. At the post fight, you made a little bit of a jab at Keith Peterson, congratulating referee Mark Goddard. Question for you is In that first round, did any kind of flashback go back to the fight with Henry Cejudo? Do you have any kind of doubts or trepidations that they would stop the fight? And what was going through your mind?
0: I wasn't taking a stab at Keith Peterson, I was giving kudos to Goddard. Do you see how that happens with media? like that's always how it happens it's like who said I took a stab at Keith Peterson you did I didn't so I'm not mad at you but I'm saying that's how things get twisted up in this world I was giving kudos to somebody and it got twisted into me stabbing at Keith Peterson that's not true me and Keith Peterson spoke one-on-one eye to eye and I took responsibility for putting myself in that position he took responsibility for where his position is in that place and you know what, Keith Peterson has shown up and done a great job in his fights. I've seen an adjustment. He's let some people go. I mean, I don't know if you've watched his last few fights, but he's let some people go that I was like, yes, please, I wish you would have done that for me. And we're all adjusting in this thing where we're none of us are perfect. I understand that. It pisses me off that that happened because, you know, Sahuda retired and I can't smash his face in on a rematch. But if the little dork decides to come back, I'm here.
2: Dominic Cruz, man, take it in the chin, just how my knee hit your damn chin, Jesus, man, you absolutely make me sick, this is why we need referees, it's not like, oh, let me get beat up and let me see if these referees, you know, give me the benefit of the doubt, like, no, you put yourself there, you put your face on my knee, and I made you bend the knee. There was 13 unanswered shots. Rewatch it, dude. I literally woke you up. I woke you up, and you started to get back up. Yeah, you are right, but after I knocked your ass out, you tend to pay, wake people up. But that is completely funny. You make me sick, Dominic Cruz. If you talking smack to your, to your own... Uh, uh, You know, commentator, friend, frenemy, Daniel Cormier, and then now you want to save the world at the end with your post-press conference? You absolutely make me sick. You contradict yourself a lot more than Conor McGregor or Dana White for that reason. And with that said, welcome back to the Triple C and
1: Schmo Show. I'm the Schmo. My partner's the little dwarf. He is an Olympic gold medalist. He's Dominic Cruz's best friend. He's a champ, champ. He's Henry, <laughs> Triple C, Cejudo.
2: Jesus, I tell you what, Schmos. Like I said, man, we have to be able to save these guys from themselves. This is the reason why Pedro, Pedro Munoz did not smell blood. Pedro Munoz could have finished him. That's the big difference between me and Pedro Munoz. When he had Dominic Cruz hurt, he let Dominic create space, and he let him get back to the fight. When I had Dominic... Dominic snooze hurt I jumped on him I threw that knee I threw that overhand I mean come on look at his damn face 13 unanswered power shots with one I only hit him with one right hand and that that was it imagine 13 times let's count real quick one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen all with my right hand there's a reason why these refs are saving these guys they got to save them from themselves Dominic Cruz you're the sore loser I have ever met And uh, you absolutely make me sick.
1: Well, he certainly called out the schmo right there also, but it seemed like he did kind of put a snub towards uh, referee Keith Peterson when he was elevating Mark Goddard. The schmo is not used to an athlete congratulating the ref and talking about them doing a great job. They're usually talking about the moment and everything like that. The schmo (laughs) likes both you guys. Didn't mean to say it like that, but he got mad at the schmo right there.
2: He, did. Did he Oh, he gets. Ah, oh, don't take it personal, man. He's a, he's a dick to everybody. Schmoon. That's that's all there is to it. I know for a fact. You know, Daniel Cormier is just. You know, <laughs> I know for a fact Daniel Cormier loved the fact that I knocked out his boy, or his boy as you want to call it, anyhow. You know, the history the hit, I mean, that's that's behind us. That's behind him. And hopefully, you know, he, he can get back in there and uh maybe fight for the title again. But again, don't put yourself in those positions. That's that's nobody's fault but yours, Dominic.
1: And with that said, let's get the show rolling with this week's gold medal moment. Charles Duprong Solivera, he submits Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier taps out. We got and still. What are your initial reactions after seeing all that?
2: Well, I tell you what, dude. Uh, Charles LeBronx does a really good job, Schmo, the way he starts the round. He doesn't finish the round as, 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 as well as he starts the round. It, it happened in, in that in that Michael Chandler fight where he started off the round very, very well. And towards the end of the round, he kind of starts to lose the round. But when he comes back in the beginning of that second round, the beginning of that third round, he always tends to invest in those in those rounds. And that's exactly what he did against Dustin Poirier. He really touched up his body. He really brought the pace. He really pressured him. He did an extremely good job. He softened them up. Even though he lost, again, the end of that first round, without, which I would give it to Poirier, he still came back in that second round, started the wrestling, started touching up the body again. And uh, did the same for the third, and for that reason he won. He won. But I do see at times with Charles Rivera, I do see that breaking point with him. That's the only thing that kind of scares me with him, because I do see him kind of fading away, and I wonder what a guy like that's a little more relentless, like like Justin Geachy, that's going to be an interesting fight. But Charles Rivera did his job. I mean, I think everybody counted him out against that fight, and and I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it again. Wait, the Schmo didn't uh,
1: count him out. Remember what the Schmo texted you two nights ago?
2: You did. You did. And I do believe Charles Oliveira is probably the the most technical fighter in the UFC. Like, think about it, schmo. He could submit. He's taking people down. He's a knockout artist. The only thing that that really is is, man, can, can, can he go through that grind? Is he bulletproof? Does he have that experience of going through the hurt? And he showed that this Saturday. You know what I mean? He showed that against Dustin Poirier. So I think he got Justin Gaethje's respect. Uh, and uh, it's going to be a great fight It's going to be a good fight I think, I think the favorite now is going to probably be Charles Oliveira Because now he's showing that, uh, that He's not afraid of going for takedowns Against, against anybody A lot to unpack
1: with Dubronx Oliveira. Let's talk about this guy for a second. The narrative behind him was, this guy's a quitter, so on, so forth. But that was so early on in the career. Tenth straight victory. The second active longest winning streak in the UFC right now. 29 of his 32 victories have come via stoppage. He does not let the fights go in the hands of the judges. Yes, he was a plus 115 underdog to bet online. We talked about this before. The Schmo texted you couple nights ago, we see Oliveira winning. He gets the submission. This guy's got the most finishes in UFC history. He's got the most submission victories in UFC history. The guy is 7-3 and three every time he's a betting underdog. Give Bronx his flowers. He gets the job done. You're right. You're right. Poirier tagged him. He beat him in that first round. There's a lot of adversity that he had to overcome. There's a lot going on there. And Oliveira, it's a very interesting situation because we can't wait to see the Benil Dariush fight with Islam Makachev because Benil Dariush is someone who you can argue has got just as good, just as many BJJ accolades as Bronx Oliveira. We're going to see how the BJJ will stack up against the smothering Dagestan wrestling of Islam Makachev. But before we get there, we got Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje, obviously we didn't see him tap against Habib. Is he going to go to sleep? Is his wrestling going to nullify the grappling power of Oliveira? It's an intriguing matchup. And Justin Gaethje's not afraid to throw. He's not going to quit. I can't wait to see that fight.
2: But yeah, triple, the old, C, the old...
1: triple C, the question I have for you is, do you side for the winner of Gaethje and Oliveira over the winner of Dariush and Islam?
2: Yeah, you have to go with Gaethje. I think Gaethje has fought the best. I mean, the the way he's been able to... You know, perform and at the highest levels against the, against some of the top tier guys like a Michael Chandler. Yeah, he deserves it. Um, I think I think probably a, uh, man, this is a thing, man. That the only thing that scares me with Justin Gaethje against Oliveira is he doesn't wrestle during his fights, and I tell you what, Oliveira doesn't mind the wrestling portion, and he's a better striker. I think Justin Gaethje is going to really have to throw out the kitchen sink. Tear, beat up that front leg as he typically does, and he's gonna have to make this this thing into a fight, into a war. Use a clinch game and things of that nature. But man, I tell you what, Oliveira's not afraid to go to the ground. You take him down, he's good there. He's throwing triangles. He's throwing these unique submissions. Even even for Islam, I believe I believe Islam will it will. I believe Islam will, more likely will beat uh, Darius. Even though you know, I just think he's just a younger guy. He hasn't taken that much damage. He's he's a great wrestler. Uh, I think is I think that fight's gonna be nullified. It's gonna probably gonna go to uh to Islam, but man, uh Charles Oliveira, if he's on point, man, I don't I don't I just don't see any of these dudes, any of their styles really taking him out. You know, you're gonna have to throw the kitchen sink and I believe Justin Gates is gonna be that tough as matchup for him.
1: Yes, yeah, so so the shmo, let the schmo rephrase that because I think we botched the delivery on that portion. What I was going to ask you is the side of the bracket of the winner of Islam and Dariush. Do you see that side being the champion or the side of the winner of Poirier versus Gaethje being the champion, let's say by the end of 2022 because that's when all this would come together. Who's going to be the champion? Do you, of of all those four names, who's going to be your champion?
2: Man, I want I want to say Justin Gaethje because he's the one that could he, he he's the one that has the best shot at beating Oliveira. Man, I like Islam, but wrestling is just not enough, man. You're going to need a lot more to beat this guy. You know, he's going to train for you to take him down. He's going to train for that. Don't be surprised if he's able to take down Islam. Those are the two guys that I see now. I think, uh, man, the 155-pound weight division is up in the air. I believe anybody can become champion. But as of right now, with the heart that Charles Oliveira has, man, he's going to be a hard dude to beat. Do you believe his Cinderella story to the title is, let's say, a bigger Cinderella
1: story than a, a Michael Bisbink? Someone who's been in there, someone who's a Hall of Famer, because we, we were talking about this maybe before the show started, about Hall of Fame type stuff.
2: Yeah, but I, I, this is the thing, Schmo, Bisping, Bisping was granted a title shot. You know, he 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 ran his mouth to get a title shot. It's different, man. Charles Oliveira earned that man from the beginning, from scratch to looting to almost getting cut from the UFC to going on this this ten fight win streak and beating the best of the the best of the the, the who's who's. I'm sorry, and uh, no, this is this is much greater. This is much more well deserved than than a guy like Michael Bisbee. This is a future Hall of Famer right here. He's been breaking records with the most submissions, most finishes. I mean. Charles Oliveira he's he's a real deal man he is the real real deal and uh you know two more fights and he surpasses Khabib they're going to be saying Khabib who and now let's move on to this week's silver medal
1: moment Juliana Pena with a huge upset over Amanda Nunes who is the consensus goat in the female division what do you make
2: That's right, you you hit the nail on the head, the female division. I tell you what, this was a battle, as Juliana Peña said, it was a battle of will. She did not back down from the women's GOAT, uh, Amanda Nunes, and she brought the heat. Even though she lost that first round, she knew that she had to go for broke for that second, and she didn't bite. She didn't just back down. She bit on her mouthpiece. She went out there and she went blow for blow, and Amanda, Amanda Nunes couldn't take it. And as she said, I want to quote her. She said she checked out. In other words, you know, she quit. She quit. She didn't want to fight. I think I think it got it got too much. Her, uh, Juliana Pena's legs weren't even in. There was a a, a slight choke in that she just decided just to check out. Again, I'm quoting her. So, congratulations to Juliana Pena. She went out there. She was determined. She brought the heat. And I tell you what, guys. It is all about the attitude, Schmo. She brought the attitude. And I believe that was the difference in this fight. And she didn't back down. This was a victory all due to Will. You said the word Will. The Schmo was just about to say it. Her will to win outweighed.
1: The fear of losing completely. That first round, Amanda Nunez took it to her. But in that second round, when she started landing shots, and they were trading blow for blow and keeping on the feet, and now Amanda Nunez is not going to back down to anyone. We saw what she did to Cyborg over in Inglewood when she took Cyborg to the side of the cage and started hammering away, and she beat her in the fist fight. Well, guess what? Juliana Pena didn't back down, and she took it to her. Obviously, she is now the first female to have given birth and be a champion. The Shimon did not see this coming. We were thinking of the Mackenzie Derns. We were thinking of the Karate Hottie, the Michelle Watterson's. But congratulations, Juliana Pena, for being the first woman to have given birth and be the champion in the UFC. Now, this was the fourth largest upset in UFC history. Holly Holm, Ronda Rousey. That was a bigger upset by the betting odds. The Matt Sarah against GSP and then Hennon Burrell losing to TJ Dillashaw. This was the fourth, but to you, triple C, what is your biggest upset in UFC history? Because the schmo would argue this is right up there with Matt,
2: Sarah, GSP. No, the biggest upset was a guy that had 11 title fences and that knocked his opponent on two minutes and 36 seconds. I believe it's me and Demetrius Johnson, but we don't get that credit. Why? Because we just nothing but it. some flyweights, but I believe that's a big upset in see history because numbers don't lie. And he had knocked me out before, but that's just the way I see it. Um, it is a big upset, but, man, you know, flip a coin. Well, Triple C, it was a big upset, but the, listen, let's not cut yourself short here. You're an Olympic gold
1: medalist, man. And it's not like you were just some shortcoming <laughs> here. There's a reason why you got the rematch with Demetrius Johnson. Hey, the, be- the betting odds, <laughs> the betting the gods, they knew you had a good opportunity to get that gold.
2: Yeah, I think I was like a five to one underdog. Uh, it was it was a whole five rounds. Like I said, I tell people, I tell I tell the people all the time, I like I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if they would have given it to Demetrius Johnson because it was such a close fight. But at least we fought for five rounds. This wasn't a second round finish or a third round finish. You know what I'm saying? So I think that was the difference in in an upset and a in a in a fight that really took place where nobody checked out, and that's it. Do you
1: believe? With what happened yesterday and Kayla Harrison in attendance, at the UFC put her on the jumbotron. She's all over the screen. That Juliana Pena getting this victory that kind of ruins
2: the plans of Kayla Harrison coming to the UFC. Um, I I, I still think I, I've and I've always thought this. I've always thought that Chris Cyborg is, even though she, even though she got knocked out by uh, by uh, Amanda Nunes, I, you know it goes back to she's the goat. You know what I'm saying? Because, man, she's ruled for so many years, and she was a pioneer. I mean, anybody can count with an overhead, but when you get hurt and you literally go through this like punishment of losing, I, I I just think it's just a little bit different, schmo. But I think Kayla Harrison should sign with Bellator and fight somebody like uh like Chris Stribe because at this at this time the featherweight division in Bellator is a lot tougher and a lot deeper. Yes, UFC. and with that said, I mean, now that Amanda Nunes has
1: lost and Dana has said that he'll keep this division alive, we just saw Felicia Spencer retire recently, that he'll keep it alive as long as... Nunez is fighting, but now that she's lost and I know it was a bantamweight, we can see the UFC getting rid of this featherweight division. And we like what you said about Kayla Harrison and Bellator because Bellator might be willing to have a one-fight deal with her to make this fight happen. We'd love to see it, and, and this is what this happens. This sport's so unforgiving, so unpredictable, and we think that that next fight should happen for Kayla Harrison. Not in the UFC now. It should be Chris Cyborg and Bellator. We like it.
2: It should be. It should be. But Kayla person, Kayla Harris is that type of person that she will take a pay cut in order for her to be the best in the world. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's. You know, obviously you make PFL. They just threw all kinds of crazy money at her. I mean, millions of dollars. The UFC is not going to do that. Bellator will outprice the UFC. But I think I think Kayla Harris probably wants that. Uh, that that uh, that that stardom. She wants that popularity because not too many people know who she is. But we'll see. We'll see what she offers. But if I was to tell Kayla, if you want the toughest competition, you got go to It wasn't an time. automatic
1: that what she'd a... fight her teammate. I mean, they trained together an American top team in Amanda Nunes. It wasn't an automatic. Oh, next fight, she's fighting her. She's coming to UFC. She's there to scout. No, she was there carrying her on. The Schmo watched her stand the entire time. Heck, she blocked Roxanne Modafferi's view from watching the fight the entire time. She was standing. We saw it. Let's move on to the bronze medal moment. Speaking of standing, have you noticed what the schmo's wearing, by the way? Sugar Sean O'Malley, some of the best merch in the game. Unranked champ number 15, baby. What do you make of the Sugar Show? Is he legit now uh, to you?
2: No, I don't know, Schmoe. I don't know, schmo. I, I mean, he's good, Schmoe, but is he the top-tier guy? I don't know, Shmoe, because he's not, fight somebody that's, fight somebody in the top five, man, all right, then take that shortcut, fight somebody in the top five, fight somebody in the top ten, they're handpicking him, you heard Dana White, uh, he's not, he's 27 years old, dude, like, when is he gonna be ready, like, that's, to me, it's just, I get it, though, I, I get Sean's perspective that he's gotta fight, but if you want respect from a legend, like myself, or a legend that, like, GSP and all these other guys, like, we all see you, Sean, as an entertainer, bro, Go out there, beat somebody, go out there, capture your belt, fight for the belt, take that road. But I get it too. He, 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 and he's right. He's in the fight business. He ain't in the fight game. He's in the fight business. They're going to give him another tomato can that doesn't understand distance, that's not going to kick his legs. And he's going to do the same thing. It's ridiculous, man. The UFC is just handing out money. When
1: Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are sitting there and they're winning championships and they're being dynasties, they're not the flashiest team. Sometimes they win it with defense. Sometimes they win it with special teams. And sometimes Tom Brady did get the job done with the arms, but it didn't matter. They got the job done and they won. When it comes to Sugar Sean O'Malley, he talks a big game. It'd be different if he just went in there and he just... Made it a boring fight, and he got a decision victory. No, he's doing what he says he's gonna do. He's knocking the guys out. He said he was gonna take Paiva's lights out. He's got the crowd behind him. He's got a pop behind him. He's the guys in front
2: of him. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's finishing them. Yeah, but that's yeah, but that's organized crime, schmo. Are
1: you? But he's in.
2: Paiva he's, was he's, meant, 15 he's when the fight got booked. And F, when the fight at, got booked, at, he was a fifteenth ranked guy. At, at what? At flyweight? I think he was. Bantamweight. A flyweight no, he's
1: guy. always bantamweight. He beat Kyler Phillips, his teammate in the fight prior to Kyler Phillips. He's a Team Alpha Male guy. All right, all right, fine. So he came in as a flyweight, but he's not been fighting as a flyweight. He's been beating bantamweights, and he was ranked 15 when this fight was initially booked. But you're right. What would be next for the Sugar Show? He's already told the schmo he's willing to fight Adrian Giannis, and Adrian Giannis is a guy that is deserving of a rank, or is one fight away from being a ranking, and is someone who the schmo believes can't be fighting that, for a title in that. That position. should be,
2: that should be his next fight, and I do see Adrian Giannis actually beating him. That's a competitive fight that I would like to see. Okay, okay, you you just want to pick strikers, then pick a good then pick a good counter striker that has that Mexican style that's going to come forward, that's going to. That's that's gonna kick. That's gonna punch. That's gonna do all that. I like that fight with Giannis. Like as of right now, Shmo, uh, Shawn O'Malley. I get it. He's an entertainer, but that's all he is to me. And again, that's that's why I I don't I don't care what people say. You know who I care what people say are all are the freaking legends, the former champions. He's an entertainer. If you can go out there and, and beat and beat Giannis, which I don't think you will, but if you can, Sean O'Salty. Then, uh, then kudos to you, man. But I want to see you beat somebody that you could that that that's 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 worthy of you. Say, all right, man. Sean O'Malley's got a heart. Sean O'Malley could can you know he really beat that guy. I can't believe it. Not man, they're it's organized crime with the he's doing. They're giving you guys for you to entertain, for you to beat up, and you're doing it. Kudos to you. But will you ever become a champion? I just don't think so. You're 27 years old. Step up your game. You want to fight the best. Go out there and get your fights. If I was you, Sean O'Malley, and I hope you're listening to me, I would get that rematch with Cheeto Vera if you're that good. But you won't. And you still believe that you are undefeated. And reality is, you're defeated. I like that Cheeto rematch. And the Schmo
1: believes that we got to see that down the line. But we would agree in the sense that if he fought right now a Marav Divalishvili or Ricky Simon, two guys with that wrestling base, that wrestling background, they would lay on him. They would take him down. It would be a boring fight or they'd finish him on the ground. Whatever it would be, it would be a decision. Who knows? It would be a boring fight, but they'd control him the entire time. That's not the business of what Sean O'Malley does. He wants guys that will engage, stand with him, and bang on the feet. Cheeto's willing to do that. Giannis is willing to do that. Either of those two would be a great next option for Sugar Show and O'Malley. We got to see it. But uh, it's an interesting play here because it's in the balance of entertainment and skill. And coming from a legend as yourself, Triple C. We want 100% hear you out on that. And uh, it's, just, it's just the Sugar Shows. That's not where we're at right now with this.
2: Yeah, he's, he's an entertainer. He's, he's, in the, he's in the fight business. He's not in the, in the fight game. I get, I, I get exactly what he's saying. He doesn't want to fight the top tier guys. He's after popularity. He ain't after gold. That's hey, if, different. If, if I mean, look, if you could you wanna see my trophy room behind me? You don't know, see I can have Sean O'Malley come over here and shine all my trophies. Hey, if, if, if the money's green though, he'll put any
1: he'll put he'll take anybody. You'd fight uh, Peter Yan if he got the championship money.
2: Yeah, but that's that's not the way right. it works, Shmo. But they know why might give it to him. The way Dana is, he might just let him cut the whole damn line. You got to be somebody in the top ten. You got to be somebody in the top five, and then give him a title shot. But I don't think he'll get that far, Spe- just for the simple fa- just for the simple fact that he's not he 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 hasn't nec- he hasn't been challenged he hasn't been through the war once you through the war you can surpass that war like a Poirier or fighters that have gone through like a Gaethje and that have survived. It's just different. Sean O'Malley, he'll break man. He cracked. He cracked on the Cheeto Verde. That's why I want to see that fight again. If you're that good. Fight the guy that just that knocked you out, dude. But the UFC, they're about numbers. And anyways, I feel like I hate on Sean Malil. I'm just like, I want to see more out of him, schmo. I want to see him fight somebody that's that you can be like, all right, man. Uh, you know what I mean? Chudover was the first guy, and I, I I called that when I said Chudover is gonna hurt this dude. He's just his experience that comes in. He's kicking that front leg. But anyways, what? I, I don't know I, I don't know what to say, man. I don't know what to say. I feel like I hate on shots. So well,
1: much. let's let's quickly go to the guy that Sean O'Malley wanted to have a face off with, that engaged with the most in the press conference. Cody nolov Garbrandt made the debut at flyweight, gets knocked out by Kai Cotto. guy, you know well. What next for Cody Garbrandt, man?
2: Cody Garbrandt needs to fight Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley, he, Sean O'Malley's doing his job. Fight him. He's gonna, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna beat up Cody. Cody hasn't won a fight since like. I think twenty-seven. T D won one fight against the sunset. I don't know how Cody is ranked, both in the flyweight, just bantamweight, not ranked in the losses. flyweight. He's ranked seven, I believe, as of now in the in the bantamweight. Yeah, but that's ridiculous, man. Like that's he. He needs to find he needs to find better tactics the way he fights. He really he really has it has man. He really he he doesn't have a chin, man, schmo to say the least. And I'm not hating on the guy, but that's just the reality. It had nothing to do with the weight cut. He gets clipped in the chin, man. Can he ever get that back? Uh, probably. I don't know. I don't know. He's probably gonna have to need a big layoff, but it probably has to go back to his training. He probably gets hit a lot in sparring, and that's the stuff that really weakens you. So if Cody's watching this, man, I wouldn't. uh, I wouldn't fight, man. I wouldn't compete. I would just learn, and uh, you know, go through the learning process. Literally, let your chin heal. Let your head chill. Uh heal, I'm sorry, and then come back and fight, fight, fight again. But it's, until that's done, Cody is like, I just, I just don't see you not getting clipped and you not going down, dude.
1: All fight right, before. that may have bled into pillow fights, so let's now move into this weekend's past top moment. It's going to none other than the Big Man tie to Ivasa, four straight wins, four straight knockouts. Getting the shoey on par. The schmo's got his shoe, schmo shoe. We got our no respect Rodney Dangerfield. We got our hard seltzer, just like Tai Tu did with the happy dad. And let's go do a shoey triple see? huh? Let's go do a shoey.
0: Arrow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, I know for a fact, schmo, I know for a fact, schmo. That you disaffected that thing. You're a germaphobe.
0: Where's I your know, shoe? Where's your shoe?
2: <laughs> Here we go. Not. I ain't doing that. You kidding me, dude? Kings don't do that. Well, to Ivasa. let's give him his flowers,
1: man. He, he gets the freaking knockout. The guy comes out to some of the best walkout music. The guy is just... Cooler than a cucumber, he gets the job done, hops on the cage, catches the beer, Stone Cold Steve Austin approved, give me a hell yeah, drinks it down, takes everybody in front of him, and man, oh man, Tai Tuivasa, this guy had lost three straight not too long ago. We're talking about shit. Is the UFC going to cut Ty, one of the most entertaining guys? Bam Bam turns it around. He's just been on a streak. He's entertaining. He's got the shoey thing going. He'll drink from anybody's foot, anybody's shoe. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you spin in it. You put hot sauce in it. Ty Tuibasa, this week's <laughs> top schmoment.
0: Oh <laughs> That's gross. The schmo
1: didn't disinfect that. I wish we did. I wish we did. Oh, oh man. Uh, all right, all right, let's go on to pillow fights. I know we already talked about some of these fights, but bing 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 bing, let's talk about some other guys. Dustin Poirier, what's next for this guy?
2: I would put Michael Chandler with him. I think that's the next big fight for him. Michael Chandler versus Poirier. Uh I would do uh, uh Amanda Nunes uh Peña 2 and I see, I see I see Peña beating her again. 135 really or 145. I think that's 135, well, I mean, she could, She could. that's a great idea, schmo. but uh, she can easily become, she can become a double champ, it's crazy to think about it that way, but I see Pina getting that W again, I think Kayla Harrison needs to go to Bellator, fight a Chris Cyborg, fight somebody that's going to go out there, that's going to really go out there and, and throw, throw some hands, I think it would be a great fight. You're gonna get paid more line the UFC for Dominic Cruz. I would say he I would say he needs to sneak in his shot for uh I I, I think he should call out Jose Aldo, Jose Baldo, and go out there and uh, take it away from uh from TJ Dillashaw because this might be a minute, or he goes up against Dillashaw. Remember, he has he has a win over Dillashaw. If Dominic is able to sell it correctly, he gets a chance to fight TJ Dillashaw. He beats TJ Dillashaw, he fights for the title. What about again. uh a
1: Rob Font or a Corey Sanhagen? I know they're coming off. Tough losses, but they're right there. They're the top five. Those are the type of guys that put you right back in there in the thick of things in title conversation.
2: Yeah, uh, I wouldn't go against Corey Sanhagen. Corey Sanhagen would hurt uh, Dominic Cruz, but I, I like a rough font just for the simple fact that the wrestling stuff and uh, he's, he's, he's a little awkward, but I, I, I would do Shook that. It Sean O'Malley, we both agree that it should be either Adrian Giannis or
1: Cheeto Vera too.
2: Yeah, or what about Cody? What about Cody Garbrandt? There he did a There he did a face off. So there's Cody already been goes jibber back jibber. Up to one thirty five. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't belong at twenty five. Like he needs he he needs to get his Cody needs to get his technique rights. He needs to get his tactic rights before he starts going up or he starts thinking about going up because there's something that he's doing in train that's not helping him. Not saying about the coaches, not saying about the extreme of the level of intensity that he's doing. That's not going his way. But I would love to see him and Sean O'Malley fight. Just get it over with. Or I would like to see Sean O'Malley fight uh, Adrian Giannis. And I think that would be a good There fight. we go. The Schmo does want to chime in on Dustin Poirier, though, because he lost. This, to me, if you
1: want the money fight and you set it up, this actually legitimizes the Conor McGregor. Uh, fourth fight it wouldn't be the third be the fourth fight on conor mcgregor's recovery obviously the schmo wants to see the nate diaz trilogy fight too especially if nate diaz only has one more fight left and that's the fight you make but now this legitimizes that fourth fight for conor uh, mcgregor and poirier if you want to make that money charity good fight foundation
2: (laughs) he could man there's so many options. you can fight nate diaz i don't know i don't i don't know I just want to talk about the champs. What are they gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Because if I was at Charles Oliveira's point, knowing, 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 every, knowing how much money you could make, I would just go straight to Conor. I would, I would sell that fight. I would ask for him on his return, and they would give it to him because the champ, especially for what he's done in the sport, with the most submissions and in, and in, and in the UFC history, you're able to make a lot more money. But that's just me speaking. If I was in his his shoes, but he is gonna fight just Justin Gaethje next. But I would I would let Conor McGregor uh, cut in line and him make a big payday and knock him out senseless. And let's wrap this bad boy up on where the schmo will be this week. Tampa, Florida. Jake Paul,
1: Tyron Woodley too. It's a boxing match. Obviously, we got Derek Lewis fighting Chris Dawkins at UFC Fight Night in the Apex. But Paul Woodley too, baby. You got Deron, not Deron. It's Darren. Darren Williams fighting Frank Gore. NFL versus NBA. Pro Bowler, All Star. A lot going on there. Paul Woodley too, baby. What are you most excited for?
2: Uh I'm not even excited on it. <laughs> it's becoming a circus. Show. But whatever, dude. I guess I'll watch it. I ain't paying for that damn paper if view i tell you that much. But I'll find a way to see it. I'll 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 catch the highlights. I, I think uh I just don't know what to think, Shaw. So I wish you guys. I wish I wish you guys hit me with a better end on this show to be called. Come on,
1: you. you don't got Woodley <laughs> rejuvenating himself and beating Jake Paul. He's got a five hundred thousand dollar bonus if he knocks him out. You don't like that?
2: <sighs> Whatever, dude. I, I just I don't know what to say. Shmo. I'm just like, dude. I want to see I want to see guys. You know, I want to see guys like Oliveira versus you know the the top. I want to see the top tier guys. These are just entertaining fights, man. You know what I'm saying? These are just amateurs fighting. Fair play, fair play. All right. Well, then we better end the show on a better note than that, though. Triple C. I know, schmo. That absolutely. I mean, whatever, dude. Whatever. <laughs> all right, Triple C. How how can I break down that fight? You know what I'm saying. How do I break down these two? You know what I'm saying, schmo. All Come
0: right, on. all right. Then Help let's
1: me. pass it on. Who's getting knocked out? Derek Lewis or Chris Dawkins?
2: Oh man. Probably, uh, probably docus man. Derek Lewis has been proven to put people out, dude.
1: Well, he, he's got to rebound from that Cyril Godfight fight, man. His output wasn't there in the home homestead of Houston. feel like he's got the chip on the shoulder, and you got Chris docus Maybe his balls were hot. Well, his balls need to be hot. Maybe they were cold. They got to heat up. <laughs> Got to heat up, get the fire inside, Derrick Lewis, the Black Beast. It's always entertaining watching that guy. And Bilal Muhammad against Steven Wonderboy Thompson, big, big fight in the welterweight division.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of great fights, but that's what I'm talking about, Shmoo. These are the fights that I'm telling you about. Styles have made fights with Bilal Muhammad versus Wonderboy Thompson. These are these are the this is a guy that grapples. That uses that uses his IQ for just MMA and his strategy, and this is the other guy that uses distance and, and point fights. These are the fights that we want to see. These are the real fights, anyhow. That those are the fights that it I want. Styles to see. make fights. Congratulations, Wonderboy Thompson, and
1: signing your extension with the UFC. What's your name? I am Triple C. I am the schmo in an unranked Shikashad O'Malley jersey. Your favorite player, the game. We are...